Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Hey guys, this is Tony Lynn uh, with another episode of Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast of the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. And I am so glad today would be with a friend, uh, a fellow pastor, a planter uh, who serves in Clio, Michigan. Um, and I want to let Rick... Um, talk about himself. Rick Marcus has been a guy like me growing up in Michigan. So Rick, why don't you fill us in a little bit about your family and your ministry, man? Okay. Um, Rick Marcus, my name, uh, my wife's name is Rachel. We have four kids, uh, Connor, Owen, Parker, and Nola. So three boys and a girl. Um, all, well, my, my oldest son's about to turn 16, so, wow. uh, so he'll be driving soon. He's already driving, uh, wow. and, uh, but not uh, driving on his own. So, um, and then we got 16, 14, about to turn 14, about to turn 12, and then we'll be turning nine, our daughter, this year. Um, we've been back in Clio now for three years uh, after serving down to Indiana for about five years. Okay. Um, and then previous to that, serving in uh, Flushing, Michigan for yeah. about six years. Um, served in Kentucky and been kind of all over the place, uh, but home, uh, Michigan is home for Rachel and I. Okay. Uh, she grew up in the Detroit area and I grew up kind of uh, Flint area, uh, born up north, Cadillac, but Got it. Um, this is home. Uh, so it's exciting to be back home and be serving the Lord here. It is great. I'm glad to be in your church building, to be with you today and, and just to, uh, I don't know, just to reconnect. You and I see each other on occasion every now and then. Uh, and I love the transitions and the transformation I've seen in the building and also the growth of the church. And that's mm -hmm. what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about uh, this whole thing of, uh, for all intents and purposes, the, the church that was here needed either we can call it replanting or revitalization. Which word do you like better when you think about what's been done here at the church? Um, I, I prefer to talk about it more as like a replant than a revitalization. I think there's a lot of the same key aspects to doing both. Um, but the need for uh, formerly First Baptist Church of Clio to replant, be replanted versus revitalized was clear. Yeah. And, and part of that had to do with the reputation of the church and the community. And so when you have uh, a poor reputation in the community, the, the need to replant versus be revitalized is so much more. And then in particular for, for our area, and I know that you know, more down south, it's not as big of a deal, but up north, uh, being in this area, uh, the name Baptist uh, can many times just automatically build up walls. And then in particular with the Baptist churches that are around us yeah. and they're, they're, they're different, their beliefs are different. And, yeah. uh, and so that automatically started building up walls. And so if you went to revitalize what they had tried to do actually previously, those walls were there and they, gotcha. they weren't able to break them down. And so the need to be replanted, even though they have a lot of the same steps, yeah. was clear to me 
me when I came in and came back and was was asked to come back and replant this church. I got you. And, 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 and I tell you, tell our listeners, because, I mean, this is really kind of incredible. I want you to tell us a story about how you came to be a part of this, how you came to be a part of City Church, but also then express, and this is kind of wild, you were once here before, and now here you yeah. are back. So tell us about how how that all played out. Okay. Um, so my dad was actually a church planter uh, near East Lansing uh, for much of my childhood, from second grade all the way through eighth grade. And uh, then he actually came and uh, was pastor of First Baptist Church of Clio from my eighth grade year all the way till when I graduated. So I graduated from, uh, from Clio High School uh, in 1998. And so it's been 24 years, I guess. It's <laughs> 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 uh, a while. When yeah. we count the yeah. years, it, starts, <laughs> it, makes, it makes us feel old. Yeah, it does. It, it, it does. does. It yeah. does. Uh, the gray hair also <laughs> does that, but uh, that's okay. Um, so 24 years ago, uh, we moved away. Yeah. But prior to that, it was from, like I said, eighth grade through my senior year. We lived here in Clio, lived actually right next door to the church where there used to be a parsonage. Uh, no longer there, yeah. uh, but there was a parsonage there. And um, kind of like the, the some of the fondest memories, some of the biggest growing uh, milestones, especially like spiritual milestones in my yeah. life, happened within this church body mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, I, I gave my life to Christ uh, the summer before my senior year, surrendered to the call of ministry here at uh, First Baptist Church of Clio as part of this. And so I was encouraged by the youth workers here, taught my first youth lesson here in the basement. Uh, and so a lot of the big spiritual milestones uh, that, that were there in my life uh, happened here. I actually served as a summer intern here uh, when um, First Baptist Church actually merged with Pine Run Baptist Church and they became one church at that time. Uh, And uh, Tom Gillespie was a pastor and he actually asked me to come and do my summer internship before I went off to college. And so I did a whole summer youth ministry internship here. uh, And then I moved away. Yeah. and was yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd, I'd hear, you know, here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the, the ups and the downs mm-hmm. and the battles and, and the, 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 the victories. And yeah. you'd hear little things here and there. Um, and being um, that my parents still lived in the area and were still very involved in the churches in the area, I'd still, you know, hear the stories. Um, right. But like that, that um, burden for the area Never, never went away. Yeah. Uh, I still had a love for the area, a passion yeah. for the area, because because of all those spiritual milestones that had been done here, yeah. and then the people. I mean, just yeah. just Michigan. We're 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 different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, very blunt, very in your face. Uh, yes. when you get what you see is what you get exactly for Michigan right. people. That's exactly uh, right. And mm-hmm. so, if you know somebody's stabbing you in the back, you actually know them. You're they're actually stabbing you in the front. This <laughs> is <reality>. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when we're from the Flint area, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's they, true. <laughs> and so, you know, the the just the, the area yeah. um, had a very near and dear place in my heart. But wow. I never dreamed that God would call me back here. Mm. You know, it was always like, you know, a, a thought of like, you know, I'd love to see that church succeed. I'd love right. to see uh, Clio reach. But I never thought that I'd be back here to, to do that. Um, and so that's kind of like the history okay. of where we came from well, then and that, then to lead us to where we are. Well, I was going to say, then I think everybody's ready to hear that. Okay, let's talk about what is it. Uh, what, no, here's the way to pose it. What were your thoughts and feelings 
when you saw the hand of God moving you towards becoming the pastor of the church that you grew up in, knowing this history, and I'm certain very aware of its condition. Yeah. What were your thoughts and feelings? Because I think your ministry just prior to that was in Indiana, right? Yeah, yeah. You were, and I don't mean yeah. the word comfortable in a negative way, but it was a, it was a healthy, mm-hmm. enjoyable yeah. v- ministry with room to grow, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And then you get invited to yeah. consider the possibility of coming back to your childhood church uh, that is in need mm-hmm. of help. Yeah. Talk to us about your thoughts and feelings. Well, it, it's kind of interesting. As you look through, and I'm sure that if uh, pastors, anybody in ministry, and, and honestly, as believers, when we look through our life, we can, when we look back, have that 2020 vision of this is what God was leading me to, yeah. and here's how God brought me through, and here's how the past has now enabled me to do what God has called me to do now. And when I, when I looked at it in the moment, until I slowed down and still started really kind of digging through my life, I didn't quite get it. Um, like you said, we were in Indiana, yeah. uh, non-denominational church, and so there wasn't those denominational barriers yep. uh, that many people have, especially mm-hmm. in this area here. And um, God was working in amazing ways. I've never been more loved by a church family. Uh, never had a uh, a family that, like you, you say, comfortable yeah. and and not in a bad way. No, they, no, no. They totally were just so genuine in their love and yeah. their care for not only me but for yeah. my wife That's and awesome. for my family. Yeah. And and in walking with us through life, uh, yeah. I had like life partners and ministry partners. Yeah. Um, and you don't have that often. No. Uh, and so to have that. And in God working in amazing ways, where we're yeah. seeing baptisms, we're seeing lives change, we're seeing people that were were caught in sin coming and admitting that and saying, "Hey, will you walk with me? Will wow. you encourage me?" And wow. and you're walking with people and they're repenting and they're and they're mm-hmm. turning to follow after Christ mm-hmm. and you're seeing these lives changed. And then all of a sudden, someone sends you a text message and says, hey, would you pray about this? And, <laughs> and, I, and I told, you know, Rachel, when yes. we were there, I said, I'm never going to look to leave. Yes. Like that was never my intention. Like if God has me in a place, I'm in that place until God leads me somewhere else. And, and I never have gone to a ministry thinking this is a stepping stone to the future ministry. It's always been, I would love to retire here. If God works in that way That's that good. I can stay there for my entire ministry, then awesome. And, That's you good. know, I had vision, I had yeah. plan, I had a future, you know, of, of what I really thought God was leading the church to mm-hmm. do. And what's interesting is that church was actually kind of a revitalization. Really? They, yeah. So okay. they, when we came there, they were down to about 75 people okay. and they were hurting hmm. uh, because they had a pastor who had not cared for them and had not built relationships with them and had not really walked through life with them. Yeah. And so we went there knowing, and what was interesting is they were going through exactly the same thing we had gone through as a family yeah. when I was a youth pastor oh, at First man. Baptist Church of Flushing. Oh, and man. so I knew where they were. I knew how they were hurting. And then God used that knowledge and the comfort he had given me to allow me to walk with this church and to minister to RBF and say, hey, you know, hey, let's walk together in this. I know what you're going through. I know where you've been. And then use that to revitalize that church. Just kind of simplify the focus. We kind of went with that simple approach of tearing down the the programs Mm -hmm. and going to, hey, let's just focus on 
being the church and worshiping yeah. together. Let's focus on being the church and, and life groups together and genuine yeah. relationships. And then let's yes. focus on being the church in the community and reaching those around us. And that's what we started doing. That's and excellent. God was working in amazing ways. And then, like I said, I'm at the gym. Yes. Rachel and I are working out. Uh, and and uh, we had just gone through something in the area without going into too much detail right, right. where it was kind of like a, a, a painful moment, but it gotcha. wasn't church oriented. Gotcha. And so, but it was a painful moment in the community um, that had not necessarily been community done, like nobody else right. knew about it, but right. Rachel and I were kind of feeling that pain. Gotcha. And so, um, a text message came yeah. from uh, Ed Emerling that said, yes. hey, would you consider coming back and pastoring First Baptist Church of Clio? I, you're on my mind. You're on my heart. I can't get you off of my mind. Every single time I, we pray about this, you just, you're on my mind. Wow. And what was interesting about it is um, just about three to four weeks earlier, I started to have this burden for Clio. Oh, it was man. it was it was kind of like it was, you look uh, back now and you go okay yeah, yeah this is what God was doing <laughs> but I, I actually had started yeah. looking back yeah. at and yeah. following hey what's going on sure. in high school what's sure. going on in the community uh, and, and I think part of it was I was hearing you know what was going yeah. on in the church and yeah. it's just like kind of oh I wonder what's going on in the area and so I started looking at what was going on in the area and then Ed texted me that and said hey would you pray about this and and initially my reaction was yes but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, but no. Right. Why would I go right. from right. being self-supported by a church with, with com- comfort, mm-hmm. knowing that mm-hmm. you, you're, not, you're not having to worry about where, you're, where right. your next supply is coming from yes. for your family? Yes. You had a house that you had fully remodeled. All these oh, things were, were there. Oh, and, man. And uh, kids love the area. Yes. Wife loved the area. I mm-hmm. love the area. Yeah. Um, and so why would I go from that to, okay, We've got to write funding letters, mm-hmm. and yeah. I've got to be tested and approved yes. by NAM to be a replanter, <laughs> and I have to uh, figure out who I can ask to yes. fill out this test for me yes. so that nobody in my church knows, <laughs> just in case. That's right. And, That's and, right. And, and, the, and like, the work of God yeah. has to be do- done confidentially yeah. at that moment, yeah. and you're like, how do I do this? Yeah, you know? Yeah. It was, yeah. It, was, it was a crazy <laughs> moment. Um, um, and honestly, that if, if I have my dates right, yeah, um, we got texted by Ed in May. Okay, I think it was May or June. Okay, um, I was one of those two months, and we did not surrender to do it until October. Okay, and so you're talking. We're talking about a length of time right. where we were really really seeking, like God, yeah. is this what you really yeah. want us to do? It wasn't a jump in, you know feet first and right. be submerged or right. we're ready to be replanters. Right. Because the process was, am I really called to be a replanter? Mm-hmm. If I am, okay, yeah. is this yeah. where God's calling me to replant or That's is this true. just nostalgic because I grew That's up true. here? That's true. Um, and if he is, am I going to trust him to supply? Mm-hmm. Because that was a huge step to go, yes, I trust God can do this. Yes. And it's easy to say that. Yes. But it's hard to say, I trust God will do this and step out. That's a good uh, point. I know God can, but mm-hmm. will he? <laughs> and, that, and that was the big question. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even when we stepped out to say, yes, we'll do it, yeah. we, we didn't have, but I think about 
40 to 50% of the funding needed to step out and do that. And so going in, I knew I was either going to have to be bivocational or God was going to supply a job for Rachel or what it may be for us to be able to do this. Um, but yeah, so uh, wow. October, wow. you know, we, we, we even mm-hmm. we even presented it to our elders at our church, and one of our elders there in Rossville said, "You sure?" Mm. We said, "We we know God's leading us to do this." He goes, "You I, you've told no one else at this point. <laughs> I could just forget that you told me this." <laughs> that and, is uh, a very compassionate yeah, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're making a big mistake right now, yeah. it's we'll, just between we'll us, take right? You back. Yeah. <laughs> And even oh, up to the last moment, the, oh, the, pat, the church just loved us so much, and we gosh. loved them so much. They were still like, if you change your mind, you can stay. Wow. We, we Just so you know. And we're like, it's not about us changing our mind, because we genuinely love you. It's about wow. God calling us to do this. And, and, and you know, that really is an outstanding quality in the church that oh, yeah. led there, because they were, I mean, here they, you guys have become dear to them, mm-hmm. and yet their mission attitude, I'm being birthed with your heart and mind as a, as a leader, they were saying, if the hardest thing is us releasing you to do what God wants you to do, we're still willing to do that. So there was a sacrifice on their part, as well as the one that you and Rachel and the kids were looking at too. And what was great about it is that, you know, they, they asked the hard questions Yeah, because it wasn't like, Hey, are you just doing this because you grew up in the area? It's like, why do you feel God's calling you to do this? And, you know, it, it was uh, godly counsel. It was yeah. scripture. It was Good. time and time and time again of prayer, um, you know, doors that were closing, doors that were opening. And, and so we saw the work of the Holy Spirit in it where right. we're saying, okay, God, if this is your will, then you guide us in this. Yes. And still in that, it was still hard because you're leaving genuine people you love right. to come to people that you know but you don't quite know, right? And the people right. you love because it's Michigan and, right. and it's the pe- and right. it's the area you love. But like honestly, we'd loved every church we've ministered with, I, and I, so that 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 yeah. that you can't like weigh one love no. over another love. No. There has to be clear guidance that this is what God's calling yeah. you to do. Here's why God's calling you to do this, and, and those and those doors opening, those doors shutting, yeah. and the scripture and the and the godly counsel and and just the Holy Spirit's peace that wow. He gave us in wow. moments. It just it just led us to, to step out and do it. I'm, so. gl- I'm well. Obviously, I'm thrilled that you did, but I, I wanted everyone to hear the you know the feelings they mm-hmm. go into that, the thought process, and and of course, you and I know Ed. Yeah. Well, I think Ed counts himself more spiritual than you and me because <laughs> Ed was like, from the first moment I thought about somebody for this church, yeah. it was Rick Marcus until the f- moment that he finally said yes. So mm-hmm. I, 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 we both know that Ed really does feel like, so maybe the next time I need somebody to pray for me, just I'm just going to call Ed. I'm not going <laughs> to waste my time praying for myself, I guess. But before we get back, I want to talk a little bit about Send Network Michigan. You know, we have partnered together with our national organization, the uh, North American Mission Board and their Send Network. And we are as part of that Send Network here in Michigan. And there's many things that God's given us the opportunity to do in planting churches, helping strengthen churches, and just reach out beyond our four walls and get into the world that God has called us to reach. So if you want to know more about 
what it means to plant a church or to be part of planting a church and maybe supporting others that are planting churches, just contact us and say, hey, I want to know more about Send Network Michigan, and we'd love to tell you all about it. Let's, let's shift into the, okay, you're here. What were maybe a couple of the biggest challenges that you had to face and how did you overcome those challenges? Because now you're in a church that needs to redesign. Yeah. And so what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Well, I, I think, and I, I want to just give credit to the, you know, my church family now, yes. who, who that was at that moment, First Baptist Church of Clio. Yes. Because um, the foundation was set before I came. And the reality of when a church gets to the point where they've tried to revitalize, mm-hmm. they've tried pastor after pastor after pastor, and, and, they, and they've tried all these things, and they see that it's just not working. Right. And they knew that something had to change. But they, and, and a lot of times, churches in that situation aren't willing to say, okay, God, whatever you have. Yes. Like, we're just releasing it all. You're right. You guide, you direct. Right. They still want to hold on. And yeah. a lot of times it's a, whatever you have, as long as we maintain this. This and is true. I'll and hold on to these treasures. Yes, it's true. And, and they, they, yeah. they released it all. Yeah. And so the fact that, you know, First Baptist Church of Clio and the members of First right. Baptist Church of Clio in that moment were, were ready to say, yeah. this isn't working. Yep. And we're either going to go down and die yep. as a church, and this is all going to close. Right. Or it's more important that Christ be proclaimed here mm-hmm. and we ma- maintain this evangelical uh, uh, witness in the community yes. than to have this name or to have yes. this stance or to have yes. this office or to have, th- you know, they, yes. they let go of it all. Yeah. And so they actually released all leadership to other churches. Mm. Um, and in particular, um, a, a team that we call the legacy team, right. which is made up of pastors and other churches. And they, so they became uh, kind of an elder board for this church. And right. they released full authority to them to find the next pastor, wow. uh, to be the, the elders or the, the, the voice of mm-hmm. the church mm-hmm. and to say, okay, this is where God is calling us to be instead of saying, we have to have this. Yes. Um, and just prior to me, there was a guy who came in who tried to replant while maintaining the name First Baptist Church of Clio. Right. And that that didn't take off and that didn't right. go anywhere. Um, and they spent about a year without a pastor before I came in right. uh, to become the replanter. Yeah. Uh, and so that set up the groundwork. That, and that, great. to me, is one of the biggest um, obstacles that had to be overcome. Yeah. Because when people... Um, when God's people, when any of us say mm-hmm. it has to be my way yes. and we don't let go and allow God to do it his way, yes. then nothing's going to happen that because we so just true. keep on getting right in the way of God's yeah. work. Yeah. Um, and so the church set up the huge groundwork for the replant. Phenomenal. Now, once we came, um, there, w- there was some obstacles still yeah. once we yeah. came because yeah. honestly, it's one thing to say we relinquish leadership. Right. It's another thing to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and for the most yeah. part, uh, and, and give huge credit to yes. you know, our church family, I for the most part, 
that was true. That was yes. the heart of the people. Yeah. I'm more concerned about the gospel being proclaimed in this area than I yes. am about this. Yes. Um, and so... And I've got, I just got to take a yeah. moment to say, I got to affirm that because I was involved in some of those meetings and met mm. the people and supply priests and during this, these transition periods. And I, I could see the progress of the people releasing their preferences yeah. for the lost in their community. And mm-hmm. it came through uh, and it just, it, it grew in its enthusiasm once you yeah. heard the guy uh, leading the minute. But I, I agree with you. Um, I've said often in our Michigan churches that are suffering with, um, difficult times that um, they have to look at themselves hard to say, are we hanging on to preferences yeah. that are keeping us from reaching the lost outside the walls mm-hmm. of our building? Because that's what we've all been called to do. Yeah. So I and I love the way that you um, articulated some very important aspects of what has to be done in order to replant, because I think there's a lot of our churches that want to revitalize. Yeah. And but you you said this church couldn't do it. So yeah. it had to be a relinquishing mm-hmm. of these things that they held on to. And they did it trusting yeah. God. Yeah. And so I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, was there another well, obstacle or challenge that you wanted I'm, to mention? So like in the midst of that obstacle and challenge, you still have those uh, traditions yes. that have always been there. Yeah. And so when you come in, even though leadership is relinquished and mm-hmm. direction is relinquished, and right. you, as long as you have, and I think the, the, the key is, uh, when when a pastor comes in, when when a when a legacy team, whether it's elders or legacy team, comes in and works with you, you have to have people that are going to have the heart of, it's not about me, mm-hmm. it's not about a name of the church, yeah. it's not about a name of a denomination, but it's about the name of Jesus. Yes. And yes. you know, I don't care if anybody knows my name. I don't yeah. care if anybody knows the name of City Church, which we are now. Yes. Uh, or. Anybody knows the name of the Southern Baptist Convention? Yes. I want people to know the name of Jesus because we're not going to change people's lives. Jesus is. And he just uses us as tools. That's right. But tools have to be ready to be used. Yes. And when we're trying to do our own stubborn thing, Mm -hmm. we're not ready to be used. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that, that transition of relinquishing and then that transition of, oh, when I relinquish, traditions are going to change. Yeah. Uh, programmings are going to change. Services are going to change. What we do <laughs> and how we do it right. are going to change. The right. name changes. What? Yeah. We're going to change the name? <laughs> I didn't vote for that one, you know. But you know, and there, and there was yeah. a few that yes. didn't like it at first. Yes. But the reality yes. of when you start to explain, yeah, what's more important? Yeah, that First Baptist Church of Clio was known. Mm-hmm. Or that Jesus is known. Yes. And if we have a barrier automatically because of a previous view, a right. reputation, right. or even just the name Baptist, mm-hmm. then what? Then who are we about? Yes. Are we about Christ? And if we could just be a church with no name, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I never thought of yeah. that. You're exactly like the, right. The, the yeah. nameless yeah. church, yeah. You know? like, like those guys that followed Jesus yeah. around Galilee, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- that reality, but you know, to to just rebrand, yeah. and 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 to say, you know what, there's something new happening here, right. um, and you know, to point people to Christ in a different way, and to, and to say, hey, we're not about this program or that okay. program, and to, and to really dig into scripture together. Yes. Um, and that's what we did at the beginning when we came right. is, is kind of vision casting. 
and digging into the book of Acts together. Good. Okay, here's what the early church did. Yeah. Here's what they were about. Yeah. They worshiped together, they met together in homes, and they influenced the community around them. Yes. And so that's what we're going to be about. Yes. We're going to be about worshiping together to be equipped together to, mm-hmm. to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to meet together in whether it's homes and in a, right. in a, a offsite or whether it's right. here. Right. We're going to have life groups where we're in genuine relationships, Good. getting to know each other as we're you know, encouraging each other yes. after God. Yes. And then we actually want to be the church. Yes. Not just say, hey, come to church because that's right. not the reality. No, I, it's I, not. I spent a long time talking about the church. Like, because the building is such a beautiful old building here. It is. There was a lot of like, um, I won't say worship of the building mm-hmm. because I don't think anybody worshiped the building. Right. Um, but there was a lot of nostalgic relationships right. and feelings with the building. Right. And so... To say, hey, this building yeah. is a building. Yes. And if it burns down, yes. the church still goes on That's because right. you're the church and I'm That's the church. Right. And we're called to gather as the church to then go out and be the church in the community. And that that mindset shift yes. and um, had to change as well. And so all those obstacles of tradition mm-hmm. uh, that we were able to say, hey, no, it's not about having the typical Sunday morning, the typical right. Sunday night, the typical Wednesday night, this program, right. this program, this program. Let's get back to the foundation of how the church began, what okay. they did. Let's worship together. Let's, let's gather together in relational Good. groups and then let's go out and be in the community and influence this community. That's um, awesome. And that's really what we kind of broke it down to. Um, I, so that was what kind of the biggest one is, yes. is setting aside those traditions. And, and, that's excellent. And, and, and it isn't just a, a one moment thing. Oh, no, you, you kind no, of no. visit that uh, yeah. uh, from time to time. Yeah. Well, I, I know that you and Rachel have things to do with your ministry. You guys, I, I love the way you flow in and out of here just to meet with me. But at the same time, I know you guys got people you want to interact with uh, in your ministry today. So let me ask you this question. What are you celebrating? Here we are, City Church, approximately three years later. What are you celebrating? Uh, when you look back at where you were, even when you were looking at the possibility of coming, mm-hmm. what are you celebrating? And you say, wow, God, you, you yeah. brought us right here at this moment. Yeah. So tell us about celebrating. Um, celebrating people. Good. I'm celebrating lives changed in, in people, individual people. Um, celebrate that uh, man named David in our church. Yeah who was um, an alcoholic Hmm. and addicted to drugs and uh, had never heard the story of Christ, had never heard about Jesus and had grew up in Michigan. He he literally tells me all the time, like, I I didn't even know this was real. Like, this existed. Like, this is the first time I've ever done this. And and every single time we do something, it's new. And it's it's engaging to him and it's real to him and it's genuine to him. So I I celebrate when you see that, like, aha moment in people's lives. And their lives are changed. Yeah, um, we're celebrating that God is bringing in potential uh, elders uh, for the Good. future. And Good. you know, we're we're year three. I was really thinking yes. going in, we'd have elders by now, but we're, it's okay, we don't. Yeah, and I'm fine with that because yeah. God's working in His timing and not my timing. You That's know? right. <laughs> and so, you know, we're at the final point where we're going, hey, there, right. there's some potential here, and now it's walking in relationship with these guys and saying, right. hey, how, how can I encourage you? How can I walk with you? How can I help you grow? How can you help? Yeah. Negro, how can we walk through life together? Um, celebrating that. Um, just just talking to our life group last night, and we were talking about um, a lot of times uh, as a 
as a ch- church replanter. Right. You compare yourself to other planters. Yes. Uh, because yes. There, there's a big movement in Michigan of, of planting churches. Right. And, and which is needed. Yes. Um, but there's also a need for revitalization. And there's also a need for church replanting. Yes. Um, and there's not a lot of replanters no. uh, in Michigan. There's, I think there's two of us now yes. uh, that are replanting. And the reality of that, and going, you know, when we go to um, church uh, planting events, there's one or two replanters yeah. and you're hearing the stories and, yes. you're, and you're hearing the celebrations and you're hearing yes. what's going on and you're, you know, yes. you're comparing yourself and you're comparing yourself and you have to realize that you're on a different path. It's you're true. on a different road it's than true. a planter is. Um, and as a replanter, we were sitting there in my life group talking about this last night and okay. sharing, you know, some of the frustrations yeah. and comparisons yeah. and things like that with my life group. And and I love that we can be genuine within our life group. And as a pastor, I can be like, hey, here's my struggles. Here's what I'm going through. Here's what we're going through. You <laughs> that know? is great. And my wife can be genuine. Like, hey, I, I'm great. having a hard time right now, you know, yes. and, and we, we love that we can do that. That's good. We were celebrating last night that... Um, we started with about 17, mm-hmm. um, and we are within reach of touching 100. And it's awesome Fantastic. to think that, you know, yes. just two weeks ago, we had 97 in worship, oh, and man. we had 10 of our normals gone. Oh, man. <laughs> like, this is good. Could you have been there? We did 107, you know. But, that, but yeah. you know, before that all, like I yeah. always have to constantly remind myself because we can become so numbers-driven. True, Is True. our lives being changed. And when That's we look focus. and we see the stories yeah. of lives yeah. being changed and, and we see baptisms happening and we right. see uh, conversations with kids about Christ and we actually have kids in the church now. That's and when great. Came, yes, was, you do. There was one kid yeah. in the church when we came. Yes. And now we have a youth ministry, a yes. kids ministry, and I think we had... 14 or 15 in youth uh, last fast. Sunday, yeah. 17 in kids ministry. It's like, come on. I agree. You know? Yeah. It's, I, it was obvious to me that you guys have retrofitted everything, you know, in this old building, yeah. but I was downstairs walking around just as I was, you know, waiting for you to get here. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, man, um, you got some great, yeah. Did you play ball? no, 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 man. I, just, I looked <laughs> at it. Yourself? There, yeah. There's all kinds of great recreational yeah. equipment down there. And I'm like, see, you know, this is what I love about Rick and Rachel, man. It's like, don't let anything stop us, yeah. man. We will assemble inside the room yep. if we have to. Yep. And um, yeah. and I remember when there were 17 yeah. and you walked in here and there wasn't the, the cry yeah. of a baby's voice. There wasn't mm. the, the the noise of yep. kids walking rapidly yep. through the hall. So, no, I, I'm celebrating yeah. with you, man. We, yeah. just, we were talking about last week, like um, there has been a nursery in this building for forever. Yes. Um, yeah. And there's been one or two babies through wow. the nursery in the time that it's been there. Yes. Um, since I was a kid. Yes. Uh, and <clears throat> we have three babies now that will be in the nursery within the next Amen. few weeks. To, and it's, it's pretty cool to see it is. how God is working and ministering in that way. But honestly, like, yeah. to me, it's the life change life before change. that. Yeah. Uh, it's the relationships that, that are developing yeah. within the church. It's the life. Well said. Because, you know, when I drove into Clio today, it's like this town resembles so many towns yeah. throughout all of Michigan. Well, guys, I'm going to sign off. But listen, Rick, thank you for
you for your time. Thank you for Rachel and you coming over here to meet with me at your church. And I hope one day people will maybe just drive by here and just come in and say hello to you Welcome on a Sunday anytime. worship service, yeah. you know, and uh, and see what has been done and feel what has been done mm. as they experience that with people and realize that just three years ago, we wondered what this experiment would do. And now we know it's been successful. So thank you for your time. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.